We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Oh, it's harder than it looks. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another podcast. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying some new things, um, and, it's, and it's all been weird how everything happens in the universe. Um, I guess there's uh, more to that later. I, 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 so the new things, uh, just to start off. Um, so yet again, I did not get it together to get the music. Uh, because I never know when I'm doing this. Uh, it's just sort of like, oh, yeah. And of course, you know, I'm never like, oh, I should sit down and think about, you know, making a playlist or something for the future. It's always like, ah, ah, you know, very Kermit the Frog-esque. Uh, so if I sound different um, today, I got into this mode where I was like, you know what, I, I just rip on people and their podcasts and not willing to put any money into it. And, you know, it, it should, there's no excuse for a bad sounding podcast. And, and I had always been bothered by the sibilance. Sibilance. Sibilance Shepherd. Uh, you know, in the podcast, and I've tried to EQ it out and all this stuff. And I tried to, you know, tweak it and make it better. And I was just like, you know. Why? What am I doing? Right. So uh, all the professionals, there's like two microphones that are radio standard professional microphones. One is the Shure SM7. The other is the Electrovoice RE20. And uh, I know that Jesse Thorne on uh, his uh, radio show, uh, Bullseye, and, and, uh, and uh, Jordan Jesse Go, they use the SM7. Robin Quivers uses the SM7. Um, I think uh, somebody just said, like, Beyonce uses the SM7. So I said, okay, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, using, I'm buying myself the SM7. The SM7, a little bit more expensive than the previous mic I uh, had been using. Uh, it is not as cool looking. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It looks very high school radio production-esque. I mean, keep in mind, the Electrovoice RE20 looks like you should be doing it from an underground bunker. So the SM7 does have a little bit on that. You know, it still feels like, uh, you know, I should be packing up for, you know, gym class in 10 minutes and I get to, uh, you know, put on uh, Led Zeppelin 4 so I can go pee, but still, uh, it's a step in the right direction. Or so it may seem. This is the Maiden Voyage. I plugged it in earlier just to make sure it worked, um, but this is really the uh, test flight. Uh, I know, bad idea to do the test flight uh, on the thing that you care about, but look, I mean, you get to learn along with me. You get to hear the real live test of uh, what this thing sounds like. And I got it, uh, you know, because I'm trying to be more professional. Now, here's the thing about the SM7, which uh, nobody tells you about. Like, you see all these great broadcasters using it, and you're like, okay, great. Uh, they all sound good. By the way, I'm hearing myself in my own headphones right now. 
Doesn't sound that good. I'll be honest with you. Kind of sounds like I'm in a hallway. But anyway, so the, the, the thing is, maybe I should be a little bit more in front of the microphone. You know, I've always been on the side because I'm always afraid of, um, you know, uh, popping my peas into it. So maybe, maybe I just need to be a little more straight on. Nope, still sounds weird. Anyway, um, the RE20, I mean, sorry, the, uh, the, the uh, Shure SM7 that I am using, it is very quiet. It's a super quiet microphone. And uh, the, uh, the digital, audio to digital interface I was using to record it, not loud enough, doesn't have a mic preamp in there. And, you know, I thought you had to have a mic preamp just to be able to hear. I don't know. It, it, I, I thought it, I don't care, whatever. I'm boring everybody. But the point is, is like I get this microphone, I'm so excited to plug it in and it's super, super quiet. And then it's just, again, it's just like one of those things where you're just like, oh, God, can anything be easy? And it's so weird, too, because it's like, so I thought there was something wrong with my software. And I go online and I type in, you know, SM7 quiet or something like that. And sure enough, like, that's like, the, you know, the top 10 things that like, you know, people are like, I think my mic's broken. What's going on? And then everybody else is like, no, 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 it's a great mic. You just need better equipment. So then... I put it out to the universe, and I said, well, I knew this guy. Oh, by the way, well, all right, well, I'll get there in a second. So I knew this guy. He, he worked for uh, a, a, he sold uh, consumer electronics. And I just want to say uh, thank you to Doug, uh, because I said I did was not expecting, oh, wait a minute, here. Nope. All right. Uh, so I was not expecting anything. I just had said, hey, you know, I was thinking about buying this unit so I could plug in my microphone to it and make it sound better. Uh, is, is this the right unit to buy? And uh, he was just like, hey, man, I got a demo unit for free if you want it. So I was like, wow, that's so cool. I mean, I was totally willing to spend the money, but oh, thanks. And it was great, you know? I, I got it plugged in and it works and 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 uh, it's just strange how the universe will reward you sometimes with things. And there was something else weird that I had recently uh, gotten for free that I was like, oh, wow, I, oh, okay, I, uh, all right, that's, that's fantastic. And then the tide turned. Um, yeah, so, um, uh, there, so I had lately had been feeling like my body was falling apart, right? Like I have, you know, asthma and I have allergies and, um, I've, and, and I started developing this really nasty rash that would come in and out. And sometimes it would be, days would be okay. Other times it would just be god awful. It was just, it would really just sort of come and go on a whim and I didn't know why and you know it wasn't food related and I tried all these things and I went to I started getting acupuncture to try and fix it all and then it turns out we had bed bugs yeah isn't that sweet bed bugs are really nasty little critters and so we had the guy with the dog, and he came in, he sniffed around, and we had the heat treatment, and, and so, okay, so it's all better now. And it's crazy how they destroy your bedroom, because they're trying to expose, because bedbugs are really susceptible to high heat. 
So uh, I guess I am too. Uh, you know, sure, I would die in 140 degree temperature with no water for four hours. I think I'm pretty much dead. Yeah. So um, there's so there's that, and 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 these guys just when they they destroy your bedroom. Um, I mean, and and I, I shouldn't say that they don't break anything, but they completely dismantled our bed. Right, which was weird because I don't remember it coming in pieces. It must have. I didn't put it together. The guys we bought it from put it together. But it was weird because now, and they don't put it back together. I have to put it back together. So me and the missus, uh, we were in another room for a while and uh, it was all very inconvenient. Inconvenient. Sorry, I'm just trying out the new microphone, seeing, you know, what's up. Anyway, um, that's the way dynamic microphones work versus uh, condenser microphones get closer than the bass reflex increases. And hey, I did remember something from college. Woo! Anyway, um, so yeah, they destroy your bedroom. And uh, so it's been, you know, it's been inconvenient having them, you know, having to sleep in the guest room. Uh, but it's even more inconvenient because you only get so many hours a night to do what you need to do. I mean, you got to commute, you got to come home, you got to figure out what to eat. Oh man, what to eat? Okay, so this is another new thing I've been up to. Uh, I have been juicing. And for those of you who follow me on Facebook, you already know this, but. Uh, what I didn't tell the Facebook community is uh, the reason why I started juicing is because I felt like my body was falling apart. And the wife of mine saw Fat Sick and Nearly Dead and how he cures himself is he goes on this juice diet for like 10 days or something like that. I am not doing that. Um, what I am doing though is I'm doing juice diet two out of three meals a day. And I have to say, I really enjoy it for the time-saving ability, right? Because it's very hard to not look at your food when you eat. I know that there are those people who say that they read books when they eat, and I don't know how you do it. Because I have to see where my fork is going, you know, stab food, stick in mouth. Now, once the, once the food has been stabbed, I suppose I could find my mouth in the dark. But still, it's, it's a weird thing to, to try and focus your eyes on another thing while your hand is doing this other thing. Granted, I masturbate like a fiend that very way, like a fiend. I'm like, shall you Anyway, um, so the, the juicing has really helped in terms of freeing me up time-wise. Yes, there's probably about a half an hour the night before where I have to spend all the time juicing. Now, I know what you're asking. What's in the juice? I know you were not asking that, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. Cause that's what everybody asks me. Cause it's this green uh, uh, shaker of gross. And everybody's like, ugh, what is that? So here it is. It's kale. It's a banana. It's a third of an apple. It's soy milk. It's a cup of orange juice and some protein powder and blended to liquefy. And uh, it tastes okay, you know? Um, but boy, you know, we all get just a limited time at work to do what we need to do, buy anniversary cards. Oh shit, I can sign an anniversary card. Okay, good, glad I remembered that. 
Um, you know, uh, go to the post office, get stuff done. Uh, this is awesome. Totally portable. It's a complete meal. It's basically a salad with some protein in it on the go. And, uh, it just, it, it just, uh, helps. Oh man, this is the other thing. This is the other reason why I thought my body was falling apart. So this is what an asshole I am. So I thought, so the, the internet, as much as I love it, has given us the ability to tr try and be our own doctor, right? And guess what, America? We suck at it. So, um, you, you know, it, you, you make these, because, because the internet is really just, just the bare bones of knowledge, right? Like, they're like, well, you know, if you have these symptoms, then, you know, you might have this. So, for instance, I was, I had chronic fatigue, I had chronic rash, and uh, a couple other things, can't remember what. And so that recipe is lupus. Peter Lupus from Mission Impossible, the TV show. For those of you under the age of 40, look it up. So, um, it, but he was only on seasons like, actually, I think he was on the whole, entire time. It was only uh, Martin Landau who's like, hey man, I'm too good for this. Or like Nimoy who's all like, oh, I'm rolling in Star Trek money. What do I, no, he wasn't. Anyway, so, um, so lupus is like way crazy degenerative disease, right? Like what they didn't tell me on the internet is like, no, 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 no. This is always, always, always accompanied by joint pain. And I went to my acupuncturist and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I was reading online. I think I might have lupus. And he gives you that look like he's a very nice man, but he gave me that look like you are an asshole. Like it just looked at me and was like, no, no. I mean, he was very nice about it, but he was still like, you could tell like you idiots with your internet, just you can't self-diagnose like this. Anyway, so I don't have lupus, everybody. Yay, no lupus. The other thing I had was chronic fatigue. So one of the things that it said like lupus might be brought on by certain foods like almonds and blueberries or berries. That's all it said. So I noticed that I was super sleepy a lot at work. And not like the normal, like, oh, it's two o'clock, I need a nap. No, like, seriously, like, I get blurry vision, I get a headache because I'm forcing myself to stay awake. It's like trying, like, after you have, like, a Benadryl or an Advil PM or something, like, you're just realized you took the wrong one and you're just like, holy shit, I gotta stay awake. Just like that episode of Laverne and Shirley where Laverne was in the sleep, no, 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 uh, Laverne was on the food deprivation test and Shirley was on the sleep deprivation test because they both needed to get money and and so this was their way to do it. Anyway, my point is, is, um, I, where was my point? Oh, um, by the way, uh, podcast recommendation. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I highly recommend, uh, uh, Kevin Smith has a podcast called Smoothie Makers. Uh, and it's basically where he interviews directors. And so he interviewed Penny Marshall. Holy cow, is that a great that's a great interview just because of all the weird inside Hollywood stuff that she talks about. Here's the most important one. Here's the one that, that blew me away the most was 
She talked about, because she directed Big, right? The Tom Hanks legendary film Big. And uh, what is amazing about that is no one wanted to direct it. That's how she got to direct it, is nobody wanted to do it. I guess everybody thought it would be like a kid's movie or something like that, and everybody shied away. And she couldn't even get anybody to be in it. And she had approached Tom Hanks, because Tom Hanks had was like coming off splash fame, and he was like, yeah, the big shit. So then he said no, and so she was friends with Robert De Niro, and she was like, hey man, do you want to, hey man, do you want to be in this? And he was like, yeah, great. Uh, and because he was trying to get out of being Robert De Niro and doing, you know, the same taxi driver bit every single movie, um, he wanted to be a little bit more mainstream. But then, so then once Robert De Niro said he would do it, the rest of Hollywood was like, whoa, Bob De Niro's going to be in this movie. This might be a real movie. Holy smokes. So then everybody else started thinking like, well, maybe I could be in this movie. And then Robert De Niro went to the studio and said, look, the guys who are kind of doing the movies I'm doing, they're getting paid this. And I have always been in sort of indie, uh, smaller movies like Taxi Driver and Raging Bull and stuff like that. Real good movies, but, you know, not big budget movies. And I got paid, you know, significantly lower. So I'd like to make what those other cats are making. And they were like, no, 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 that, that's not going to happen. So De Niro was like, screw that. I'm out. So then once De Niro had sort of given his stamp of approval, then she went back to Tom Hanks and said, hey, do you want to do this? Anyway, a crazy, can you just imagine Todd De Niro like dancing on that giant keyboard? You know, um, I, I can't uh, I can't imagine um, Hanks or uh, De Niro trying to eat baby corn or, uh, you know, uh, doing any of that stuff. I was going to try my Robert De Niro impression. A, I don't have one. B, I can't think of any of the lines from the movie. So I'm just going to skip it. Um, ooh, ah. No, that's Pacino. Never mind. Moving on. Uh, nope, Carson. All right. Um, <laughs> so well, that's another weird thing. I don't know if I mentioned this, but my the so um, my old boss at work, um, cause I have a new, I have, I still have the same job, but now I'm got a different, I report to a different person and my old boss who I used to sit behind, he used to love to hear me do a Johnny Carson impression and my Carson's okay. It's not that good. It's sort of limited to, um, to just uh, maybe wild stuff. I don't know. It's it's a, all my impressions lose their focus after like a word. So anything more than that is like, eh. but he loved it. I don't know why it wasn't that good, but it was weird because he wanted me to do it all the time. And he would like sit behind me and say, hey, that's wild stuff. Cause that was Johnny's like one of the things Johnny used to say all the time, even though shit wasn't wild. And I think maybe that's why he does it is because Johnny used to say, oh, that's wild stuff, even though nothing was wild about it. But anyway, Anyway, so, why, how did I get down this rabbit hole? Anyway, so go check out Kevin Smith's Smoothie Makers. They've only got about nine episodes out. They don't really do it very often. It's probably once every other month or something like that. Um, but anyway, so, oh, yeah, I think I was still um, talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so the food uh, that, uh, so I noticed I was really, really tired at work. And I couldn't figure out why. And I noticed on the weekends, I was fine. And I was like, am I allergic to work? I'm sure that's a poster somewhere in some doctor's office. But the answer is no. Um, it turns out I am not allergic to work. 
But one of the things I do at work is I used to snack a lot because before I was juicing, because now when I'm hungry, I just, you know, tip back the juice. Um, but I used to snack a lot. And so I would have, you know, bags of snack items in my desk drawers. And one of them was a bag of almonds. And uh, when I was thought I had lupus, God damn it, I sound like such a jackass every time I say that when I thought I had lupus. Because every time I say that, I was just like, God damn, you are dumb. Um, anyway, so when I thought I had lupus, uh, it said, uh, you know, the foods that may trigger lupus are almonds, or I can't remember, I think it might have just been nuts. Nuts in general, nuts and berries. God damn, can you imagine if you were like Yogi Bear and you had lupus? Like, what would you eat? Picnic baskets, yeah, high five. Wait, self five. There we go. So, yes. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, I said, okay, well, to see if I really have lupus, I'm gonna just stop eating almonds, which is what I had in my desk drawer. It worked. I stopped eating them. I did not get tired at work. It, and so, in a way, like me thinking I had lupus actually helped me figure out what the real problem was, which was I was just allergic to almonds, which kind of sucks because I really like almonds. I like nuts. Honestly, I could eat nuts and cheese and just be perfectly happy and not eat anything the rest of my life except nuts and cheese because I love both of those so much. But that's out. And, you know, it's not worth getting sleepy over uh, just because I like it. And, and honestly, now that I don't need a snack, now that I can just do the juice, I'm fine. Um, I don't really need, I, I think I liked the nuts just because it was a nice snack to get me over to the next meal. Getting back to how the universe acts in a very peculiar way. We, I started off getting this free stuff uh, another person, another friend of mine online, Dan. Oh, I want to thank Doug for the for the new free piece of equipment. Um, uh, I uh, thank you for that. I doubt you'll ever hear this, um, but I, it I, I'm I'm loving it. It's a it works like a charm. So um, the other thing was uh, I got this free piece of thing. I had a friend online, Dan. Uh, said, hey, does anybody want a copy of Torchlight 2? And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I, I wasn't lobbying for it. I wasn't like, you got it. No, I was like, yeah, I, I'd love to have it. Because uh, uh, this uh, weirdo at work uh, was raving about it. And uh, he is, he's a weirdo. Yeah, there's no denying it. If you saw him, you'd be like, mm, yeah. Mm, he's you know, he's a guy who skips a lot in, in the office. And it's not that... It's not that it's he it's it's not a feminine trait the way he does it. It's more of a nervous energy trait. And anybody who has nervous energy constantly, I am labeling you a weirdo. Absolutely 100%. You are a weirdo if you cannot contain your nervous energy. And you go back and think about the weirdos in your life. Nervous energy is on the list, right? That is the as soon as you see it you're labeled a weirdo, weirdo. So anyway, so I had been getting this free stuff and I was like, this is awesome. And then everything changed in a world. Uh, yeah, uh, we got the bed bugs. Uh, uh, Miriam got an infection. Uh, our dog is causing problems that may result in legal action. I don't know, it's too early to tell. 
and it's just been very taxing. But I think we're, I think we're, I think we're on the mend. So, uh, you know, I think we're out of the woods, not out of the woods. We're, we're getting, we've seen the, we see the path out of the woods, maybe, depending on what happens legally uh, coming up. So it's weird. That's all I'm saying is it's weird how the tides can turn so quickly. Oh, okay. So just more random, lighthearted fair, uh, just so, um, you know, we can talk about something not so depressing. Um, so uh, over Labor Day weekend, uh, Miriam was away. Uh, I know I talked about this uh, while, I know I did a recording while she was away, but I think I skipped this one part of it. Uh, and that was, I started watching um, uh, Storage Wars, Texas edition. I guess they have different places where they do such a thing. Anyway, whatever. So I uh, was watching that and it was only because there was some disgusting movie on Comedy Central. Maybe it was, I, I, I remember it being physically gross, but it was probably more just like a Medea movie. And I was just like, oh, Tyler Perry, suck my dick. All right, just get get away from me. So I just up, up channeled a couple until I could land on something that wasn't so terrible. I don't know what channel this is, TLC, A&E, who knows? So basically what Storage Wars is, is, um, you know, these people have not paid the m rental fee on their storage locker. And so the person who owns the facility auctions it off. And the rule is, the, the guy cuts the uh, lock on the locker, door rolls up, no one's allowed in, you just stand behind the stand behind the line, look in, eyeball what you can, and then you know you get like 10 minutes to just suss it out, and then the bidding starts. Now what's cool about this show is it all happens so quickly. So you get to see like everybody bid. They have a little cash register in the corner that's like, this is how much they paid. And then when everybody leaves, the guy gets to come back and start pulling the shit out and he starts sort of pricing it as he goes. And so, you know, oh, okay, so I paid this much and this much and all right. And, and so you see the cash register start going up on what he paid. Really, it's, it's really interesting to see like, you know, oh, is he gonna make it? I don't know. Is he gonna take a bath on this lot? You know, and it's all this stuff. It, what, the part I don't understand about any of this is if I was a dishonest storage locker guy who I owned a facility and I was going to auction this shit off anyway, why wouldn't I just go in the middle of the night, cut the lock, roll up the door, take anything smaller than a briefcase, stash it under my own bed, roll the door down, put my own brand new lock on it, maybe one that I've, you know, hit with a hammer a couple of times, dragged behind my car, weather it a little bit, you know, and then nobody's the wiser, right? Like no one's, no, no one knows what's in there. And the, and the owner isn't gonna show up and being like, hey, where's that thing? I am stunned that there is ever anything of value in these because if I would be doing that, I'd be pulling crap out of there before anybody, uh, before anybody showed up. I'm sure it's illegal, but how are you gonna enforce it? So, oh, anyway, the crazy thing about this Storage Wars marathon that they were doing on Labor Day is in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, they had a countdown ticker. Now, 
I know what you're saying. Countdown ticker, holy smokes. What are they gonna be premiering on TLC when that countdown ticker expires? Is it gonna be a new series? Is it gonna be something we've never seen before? A director's cut, perhaps, of some show, some movie that's beloved for generations? No. Coma. Not comma, coma. You know, like when you go to sleep and you don't wake up. Right, but you're still alive. Coma, the movie. People go into a hospital and they go into comas and are never seen from again. Playing at Cineplex 12. If you know the movie you'd like to watch, press one. So yeah, coma. And it's like, they were like only eight hours left, only four hours left and it's like, who gives a shit? I mean, you know, it would be one thing if they like ran one of those annoying lower third, you know, advertisements across saying, hey, don't forget, coma's on tonight. But to have the countdown ticker as if this was something important, as if it was something that everybody was waiting for, just seems really sort of sad. It really puts an an exclamation point on your sad face to be like, hey, man, (laughs) you have a shitty ass network. If you are crowing about coma, it's like, seriously? I mean, how bad do you have to be to care about coma? Okay, so uh, the new iPhone has just been announced. Um, There's really nothing about it. I have the iPhone 4. Uh, then and now we are on the iPhone 5 uh, and of course there was the 4s that became between the two there's really nothing there's no reason to get the 5 if you have the 4 um, you know uh, I think there's a better voice recognition I think you can type anything just using voice commands so the the voice to text recognition is pretty good I guess I don't care I mean I barely use my phone as a phone I usually just use it as a mobile Facebook device God I love Facebook Ugh. Oh, Facebook, I would fuck you in the Facebook. Anyway, so the thing though, if you're considering buying the iPhone or the Android, the thing that drives me crazy about all cell phones is they don't seem to understand the concept of silent mode, right? Silent mode does not mean vibrate. Because I guarantee you, you take a phone on vibrate, you put it on a table, it makes 20 times more noise than any ringer that you've got on your phone. Silent mode does not mean I don't want to receive emails or phone calls. It means you should be quiet. That is the definition of silent. Silent! Right. So, hey, phone manufacturers. Give me a mode that is not airplane mode, that is uh, uh, no vibrate, uh, no noise, but if I want to check it in the middle of the day, I can, and I'll see what emails I have, uh, and maybe there's a separate one for just the ringer of the phone, because, you know, I don't, you know, maybe, maybe that's something I want, but really, folks, silent mode. Make it silent. So... The other day, uh, our, a good friend of ours was having a birthday at a bowling alley. And because uh, she did not, let me, let's be clear, we went to go bowl, not to hang out at the bowling alley. Uh, and of course, as you heard me say previously, this is the same bowling alley that Chris Hardwick's dad uh, used to practice at when he was a kid. Uh, so that was kind of cool. And oh my God, oh my God. I, so I walk in 
to that bowling alley, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. This is the same bowling alley Chris Hardwick's dad used to be at. And the guy behind the counter had, like, you know, big glasses and looked super nerdy, and I was like, boom. If anybody knows or anybody could appreciate this, it's this guy. I mean, the dude has a podcast called The Nerdist. Like, it just is a funnel for nerds. And so I mentioned Chris Hardwick to this guy, and I just got the blankest stare. And he was like, what? Uh, all right. And, it, like, not only did he not know, couldn't, couldn't care less. Could care less, couldn't care less, couldn't care less. Anyway, very disappointing. But anyway, so this bowling alley, it, as bowling alleys go... It's kind of cool, right? Like, the music is good. They've got, like, you know, um, the lighting is fun and the lasers. And uh, sometimes, well, they didn't do it this night, but they used to do, like, a smoke machine. And it was, like, disco crazy bowling. It was fun. And uh, I was like, hey, everybody, I'm going to go get a pitcher of beer for the group. I'll be right back. And I walk into the bar, and the bar is just the saddest karaoke you've ever seen in your life. It's nobody under the age of, say, 75 singing the easy listening hits of the 60s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. So, you know, you walk in there and on the day that she was born, the angels got together and decided to create a dream come, dream come true. Right. That's what you get at the saddest karaoke ever. And then you walk outside and you're like, she's my brown eyed girl. You know, and, and then you and then you walk back in and it's um That is why all the girls in town. And it's so and it's so weird and it's so quiet in there and it's just oh it just it just feels like death. But hey, who am I to begrudge the uh, octogenarians from having a little fun on a Saturday night? Oh, so the funnest part of... Okay, so I know I didn't get the music together, so after the fact, I'm going to put... I know, I know, this is sort of turning into the Pomplamoose podcast, but um, there I, I went to a house concert, not a house party. There was no kid, no play. Although I did have a high top fade with my initials uh, uh, shaved into the back of it. So that was cool. And a lightning bolt. Because uh, I love the San Diego Chargers. Go Chargers! So uh, I went to a house concert featuring uh, Natalie Dawn, the female singer of Pumplemousse, and her female roommate, former roommate. I can't tell. They told a lot of stories about being roommates. And I can't even remember that girl's name right now, but they were both super great. But the crazy thing about being at a house concert is you are, you know, there's no stage and you're at the same level and you're about two rows back from the performer. And, uh, and it's great and it's very intimate and, and it's just acoustic and there's no amplification. There are no microphones, there are no speakers of any kind. And it's just, it's really cool. But um, at one point, I, I like to uh, like to freak people out occasionally. And um, she said, "Oh, what did the the other woman said something like, um, uh, hey, we're gonna take a break in a minute. Uh, please, please, uh, don't go anywhere.'" And then this guy who was sitting next to her, literally next to her, said, "That's all right. We're not going anywhere." And then I looked at her. 
And I said, neither will you. <laughs> and it got a laugh. And then I bugged out my eyes real big like I was some sort of crazy psycho. And she didn't know who I was. And Natalie Dawn, who was literally sitting next to me, didn't know who I was. And I gave her the crazy stare. And she looked... And it went on for a really long time. And I think, you know, eventually I broke into a smile and everybody, like, relaxed. But I thought, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if I keep doing this, eventually they'll realize I'm kidding. And as it turns out, if I keep doing this, the crazier I seem. So, yeah, uh, it was great and weird and fun. But it was also great, too, because um, I got to talk to uh, Jack Conti, who is the boyfriend, uh, musical partner of Natalie Dawn, about promoting yourself and, and getting your music out there on the Internet. And it was interesting because I, I, I have a friend, Richard, who I have featured on a past podcasts, and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I can get him more visibility and what I would do. And so I said to Jack, I was like, Hey, if you were starting over, and you know, other than making videos for YouTube, what would you do to get more visibility? And he basically said, I have no idea. <laughs> because he has solo projects. Natalie is working on her solo project. And he was like, you know, I'm seeing our YouTube views go down. I'm seeing people who make awesome videos barely make anything I, I don't know I don't know what I can do and it was interesting we had a we, I, I was just sort of hoping for like hey you know try this this and this and then I would let him go we spent the entire break talking about the whole thing and he was super nice I mean like I knew he was nice but it was super great to like have him so excited and engaged and just like he didn't want to break away. He didn't even want to go talk to Natalie. He was just so excited about talking to me about this idea of how do you get more visibility. <sighs> it was fun. Um, anyway. All right. I know this sounds like the Pomplamoose cast. Maybe that's what I should do. Ooh. Just do, just do like, you know how they have all those uh, podcasts and TV shows now. They're like, we're going to talk about like the walking, like the talking dead, where they talk about the episode of the walking dead after it plays, which sounds like a crazy idea, but it's a thing. But I think it's only on the internet. But anyway, yeah. So I could do like the Pomplamoose cast. Like every time they do something, I just talk about them and wrap it up for those people who didn't see it or, or want to talk about it. No, I am not doing that. I instead am going to wrap up this podcast. So from me, from Doug, from Dan, those people who gave me things for free, to you bedbug motherfuckers, I'm glad you're dead. Let's do this one more time. Till then!